0: Okay, so we're still in Perigdalit, and we're discussing the seven issues of life that require Bitochen, and we're on which number of seven are we on? Who remembers? You can put it in the chat. Anyone remember? You have a one out of seven chance of getting it right. And number four? Is it number four? Well, that's we're on chapter four. But of the seven considerations, aren't we on three? Am I forgetting something? I think we're on three. Because the first one was about your personal body, which is basically health. And then the second one was about um, your income, you know, parnosa. And now this is about interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Am I right? I'm asking you. Is it number? Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about interpersonal relationships now. Um, And if you remember, in the last class, we were speaking to someone who had the problem of not having these relationships. Somebody who was lonely, a single person, without a family, without friends. And so we addressed... That side of the issue. Now we're going to talk to someone who has the other problem. (laughs) If you know, there's an old—it's not a Jewish expression, but I mean, I shouldn't even quote it because it's so, you know, about about women. You can't live with them, can't live without them. Okay, it's actually all people. I don't know why it has to be misogynistic. People, you can't live with them. You can't live without them, right? So when the, when you're when there's no people in your life, so you're lonely. When there are people in your life, so you know, then you have problems dealing with them. So either way, we have problems, right? Okay. And Rebbe Nachman is going to help us out. He's going to help us out that we should have Bitochen in either case. So last night we spoke about when we don't have any people in our life, how to use betochen to uh, deal with that. Now we're going to talk about. When you do have people in your life, okay. So look, let's look inside the text. The im yihabitech Belakim bal isha krevim va'evim. If the one who trusts in Hashem is one who has a wife and relatives and friends and enemies, I like how he lists enemies in the list of relationships. Like, how could a social life be complete if you didn't have an enemy? At least, it actually says va'evim, at least a couple enemies. Okay. So here's what he should do. He should trust in Hashem that he will be saved from them. <laughs> then Hashem should rescue him from these relationships. He should try to meet his duties toward them. He should do their wishes, fulfill their wishes. And his, he, he should have a whole heart with them, meaning he should be on good terms with them. The Yiraf of Mahaza kosam, And he should avoid, literally he should release his hand or weaken his hand uh, from damaging them. He should uh, do what he can to avoid damaging them, hurting them. The Nadab says that uh, he should avoid hurting them is including his enemies and especially his enemies. And he should promote their interests, what's good for them. And he should be a steadfast supporter of all their concerns. And he should advise them of what is advantageous to them in their religious life and also in secular Matters that are for the sake of the service of the creator. Okay, so basically, what are we saying here? You should have a good relationship with them. Try to be a good guy. Try to be a helpful person. Try to take care of them. That's it. Be be the kind of relative or friend that you would want. That's it. Simple advice. Very simple advice. Kemei shekosuv. Like it says, Love your fellow as yourself. V'yamar, and it says, es You shall not hate your brother in your heart. Um, we don't need Rabbeinah B'chaya to tell us that you have to love your fellow and you're not allowed to hate your fellow. What Rabbeinah B'chaya is going to tell us that we need to hear is why we should do it. The motives of doing it. The psychology of it. You know, the choyves halavavis of it. The inner dimension. Choyves halavavis literally, the, the duties of the heart. So I know how I should treat them. That's a behavior. But how should I feel about treating them that way? That's, that's what Rabbi Nabuchayi is going to go into here. Loy yachalag agmur not because he hopes to be paid back by them, and not to make them owe him one, right? to, to beat them to the punch, to do them the favor first so you can call in a favor later. And not because he likes uh, to be honored or praised, and not so he can lord himself over them, be an authority over them. Ah, but rather, none of those things, but rather, in order to fulfill the commandment of the Creator, and to keep his covenant, meaning Hashem's covenant, and his ordinances, Hashem's ordinances, in their regard. Meaning, that there's a whole bunch of bein' Adam lechaveray duties, duties between us and our fellow, that we do in order to serve Hashem. Now, I spoke about this early, early, early on when we started learning Shadar Bitochen, maybe class two or three. I'd have to look it up. Maybe somebody even remembers or could look it up while I'm talking. But I remember saying early, early on uh, about not being a codependent, that it's important to have Bitochen in Hashem not just for your relationship with Hashem, meaning not just for your spiritual life, but also it's important to be talking to Hashem for your relationship with others. That when you have a healthy relationship with Hashem and when you are getting your validation from Hashem, then you can actually have a healthy relationship with other human beings. Because if not, what happens? We try to get the needs met that we should be getting met only through Hashem and we can only get met through Hashem. We try to get those needs met through people, and it and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. We're doomed to fail. It's a fool's errand. And we end up hurt and disappointed and resentful. And it, it destroys relationships. So, Bitochin is important, not just in a relationship with Hashem, it's important in a relationship with human beings. And and Rebbeinah B'chaye, he describes Really, really, you know, obviously human psychology hasn't changed <laughs> since since uh, Hashem created Adam and or maybe since the Chet Eitzadas. you know, that was probably the last big psychological change that happened. And since then, it's pretty much the same stuff we we're dealing with. Um, he, here are a few of the motives. He just listed to us a few of the motives that would be like sort of, I mean, I'm, I'm calling it codependent, but call it user behavior, okay? Like it's not a genuine relationship. Uh, what's a genuine relationship? A genuine relationship is I'm being kind to you, and I'm there for you, and I'm trying to support you because that's what Hashem wants for me. Now, I remember when I mentioned this in the beginning of the, you know, class two or three, whatever number class it was, and somebody says, "Oh, won't that actually hurt your relationships with people? Because people will think you're cold because you don't care about people, you only care about God." It's the opposite. It's the opposite person who has all their emotional needs met through their relationship with Hashem, they're the one who can actually bond with others. First of all, because you're not using people anymore. okay? Because you don't need them anymore. That's, that's first and foremost. And uh, when, we, when, when we have more betochen, all of our relationships flourish. Because what are we not doing anymore? He, he, he said that when, when we're being good to our family and to our friends, and even to our, even to our enemies, what's our motivation? He says, not in order to be repaid by them. And not in order to have them owe us a favor. Okay, like manipulative motives. You know, I'm going to be sweet, but really now you owe me one, right? Like the nice guy, right? The nice guy, N-I-C-E, neurotic, insecure, clingy, and emotional right? He's always setting you up to owe him one because he's the nice guy, right? You wish he would just, you know, be clear about his motives. No, no, no. He does everything manipulatively, all sneaky, and then he's the good guy, right? All right. Then you don't give him what he wants. You're the bad guy. All right. And not because he wants honor or praise, right? That's that validation, becoming addicted to the drug called approval, the worst addiction in the world. All right. And not to control them, That's the other thing, that control, power and control. That's the one big driving motive in unhealthy relationships, that you, 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 you just everything you do is in order to get control over the other person. So he says, none of those are the motives. Rather, what's the only motive? To do Hashem's mitzvah, to fulfill Hashem's covenant. That's how you have healthy relationships. You're in the relationship, and you do good, and you be good, and you're a good friend, a good father, a good sibling, a good coworker, a good neighbor, not because you need anything from people, but because Hashem has asked you to treat His children the way Hashem's children deserve to be treated. Okay? <clears throat> now, in case you need a little bit of a self-serving motive to be selfless, Rebbena B'chai is going to tell you like this, why you got to do it this way. Okay? Why it's only going to work this way. Because a person who is motivated by any of those bad motives that we just mentioned, he's not going to even attain what he's trying to attain. He will toil in vain. Plus he'll, he'll lose his, his, reward, his reward in the world to come. So a person who tries to Engage in interpersonal relationships in order to have people do them favors or in order to get validation from them or in order to control them. It's not going to work anyway. It's not going to work out. And you're going to lose in this world and you're going to lose in the next world. Conversely, if you do it for the right reasons, let's talk about it here if he engages in his relationships, with the only mode of being serving Hashem properly, (laughs) Hashem will help them, these people who he's in relationships with, to repay him in this world. See, they can't repay him on their own. People are not dependable. Not because they're irresponsible or they're they're, they're, uh, reckless. No, just people are people. They're created beings. They're finite. You can't rely on them. So, don't do it for them. Do it for Hashem. And also not because you need to be repaid by Hashem. Also, you don't want to be a, you don't want to be a user in your relationship with Hashem either. Okay, But Hashem is the only one who can help you. So you, you're kind to others. Hashem will repay you through them, or not through them, through somebody else. But that's the only way it works. It only works if you're doing it as a relationship with Hashem. What will Hashem do if you're not looking for it? If you're not trying to get their praise and you're just good to them selflessly, Hashem will put your praise in their mouth so they'll end up saying the nice things that, that we like to hear. V'yigdil in and he will make you uh, respectable. He'll make you, uh, He'll increase your stature in their eyes so they'll actually like you. See, if you, if you try to get them to like you, they'll never like you. But if you, if you serve Hashem by being good to his children, then Hashem will make those people... Like you. And then, of course, most importantly, you'll attain the great reward in the world to come. Like Hashem told Shleima Hamalech, he picked wisdom. And Hashem told him, Even what you didn't ask for, I'm going to give you. I'm giving you also the riches and the honor. Because you asked for the wisdom. And not the riches and the honor. Now you got the wisdom, the riches, and the honor. So that's just a tip, by the way. If Hashem ever asks you which one you want, you tell him wisdom, and you get the riches and the honor. Anyway, <laughs> but the point here is, when you don't look for praise and you don't look for uh, you know people to like you or think you're a good guy, you just do what's right because it's between you and Hashem. What ends up happening, because after all, Hashem runs the world, those people you're trying to curry favor with and to appease, they, they don't run the world, but Hashem runs the world. So when you're doing it just because it's between you and Hashem, what ends up happening is Hashem works it out that the people will be nice to you also, and they'll like you also, but not because you were looking for it. So it's the, it's the irony that when you try to get it, you, you don't get it. When you don't care about it, then it comes to you. Or it's like covet, you know, the person who runs away from covet, the covet chases him. Although you know the story of the guy asked the Rav, I've been running co- from COVID my whole life. It never chased me. He says, You keep looking behind your shoulder. Okay? Meaning he's waiting. No, what are the co- COVID? Co- <laughs> Hold on a second. I think I might have to stop the rest for a second. <laughs> okay, no. You have to really run from it, not check on it. Right? All right. <sighs> when relating to those above him and those below him among the various classes of people upon him how you shut him light the right way to rely on hashem in those in those relationships is as follows okay what are we about what are we about to talk about here all right we're talking basically your relationship with i guess before it was more about personal relationships so what defined the relationship was more about personally on an individual level what your dealings with this person is. Now we're talking about more on like a societal level, um, people you deal with who are of a higher station or a lower station than you. There's such class mobility in America. I don't think we relate to this um, so well, but uh, yeah, that's what it's talking about here. So let's let us see what Rebbe Bechay says about it. When the need arises to ask for something from someone who is above him or below him, he should rely on Hashem for that thing. And he should regard the people as just a means of securing it. And he gives a metaphor like you would view the, the soil when you sow the soil, when you sow seeds into the soil you, as a means of livelihood. In other words, if you're a farmer, you plant and then you harvest, the soil is just a medium through which Hashem gives you your, your crops, which is your parnosa. So too, when you're in need of something, you have to go ask somebody for. You have to view them like soil. Like they're just the soil through which the crop will grow. Whatever favor they end up doing for you, they didn't make it happen, but it happened through them. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. If Hashem wants to sustain him through it, meaning through the soil, so the, uh, the crops will grow and flourish. You don't thank the ground for it. You only thank Hashem, who made the crops grow through the ground. If Hashem doesn't want to sustain the farmer from the ground, he doesn't want the crops to flourish this year, then the soil will not flourish. Or it will grow from the soil but then some type of damage will happen to the crop. But you wouldn't blame the land. The land is just a a, a means through which the crops come to you. So metaphorically speaking, v'chein me'echad me'hem when you ask somebody for something, me'hem Interesting. You should consider you should look at the strong and the weak as equal. What difference does it make? In the end, if Hashem wants this person to be able to do the favor for you, then he can have it happen through a strong person or through a weak person. You should trust only in Hashem to bring this thing to fruition. If the thing comes to fruition through a particular person, So thank Hashem who brought your desire to fruition. And then you can thank the person through which it happened for having goodwill and for being the agent through which Hashem made a good thing happen. You understand there's a big difference here. It's a big difference. The person's like the soil through which the c- crops grow. The, crops don't, the, the soil doesn't make the crops grow. Hashem makes the crops grow through the soil. The person didn't do you the favor. Hashem did you the favor through the person. So thank Hashem. Then if you want to thank the person, thank the person for going along with it and being the conduit through which Hashem could deliver you this favor. Interesting. I mean, it's, it may seem like a subtle difference, but it's a huge difference. Oh, someone mentioned here in the chat, or like the postman analogy. Yeah, 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 Uh, the postman analogy, right? So, the postman, if your mother sends you a birthday present, so it wasn't the postman, you don't thank him for the present, you thank your mother for the present. Postman delivered the present. Okay. And uh, however, however, you could thank the postman for doing his job, Oh, thank you, for doing your, thank you for not stealing my mail. <laughs> thank you for you know, not losing my mail. Thank you for doing your job. You know, you give them a little tip, right? Once in a while, once in a while. How much are you supposed to tip your mailman, by the way? Okay. I Once I searched online and saw a bunch of Yahoo answers, but I think it was all mailmen who were answering. All right. So anyways, oh, somebody wrote here, a new approach to fundraising. No, it's not a new approach to fundraising. This is, this is what fundraising is. You got to do your cultivation, you know, build the relationship. Then you got to do the solicitation. You got to do the ask. But you know what? Sometimes somebody that you really cultivated doesn't end up giving you anything, and then somebody else you never really cultivated they end up giving. Okay? So if somebody doesn't give, you don't have to be upset with them. Just like you're not angry at the ground if if there wasn't a good crop this year. If somebody does give to you, so. They didn't create that, they didn't give you that wealth, you know, Hashem gave you the wealth. You could thank that person for being the conduit through which Hashem delivered it to you. And that's much, much healthier. And uh, then you have better relationships with the people from whom you fundraise. Because then you're not so desperate, and also you're not trying to use them. I mean, you can actually be genuine in your relationship with them, because you realize... In the end, whatever needs to come to you is going to come to you from Hashem through whichever pathway he wants to send it. Okay? And and let's talk a little bit more about why you should give thanks to the person who was the conduit. If he's just the conduit, why are you thanking him? Well, because there's a little bit of thanks due. It's a known principle. It's a known principle. That Hashem makes good things happen through good people. Tzadikim here doesn't mean a tzadik like in Tanya, okay? A person with no yitzhara. Tzadikim means a good person. Can you take me to the airport? Sure, oh, you're a tzadik. That kind of tzadik. Hashem makes good things happen through good people. And He rarely makes damage come through good people. Like our sages of blessed memory say, the al good things happen through good people, and bad things happen through unworthy people. Also, it says lo yune la no evil will befall the righteous. We spoke about this before. Remember, I don't remember which number lesson it was, but maybe uh, some lesson twenty or something around, right around there. We, I think, we're up to twenty nine tonight. Um, we spoke about this, that Hashem makes good things happen through good people, and when, when you are, we spoke, I think we spoke about it last time more in terms of like when you're the conduit. So you, sh- you should be happy. Oh, I'm so grateful that I was the delivery system through which Hashem let this nice thing enter the world. And then when something negative happens through us, God forbid, so then we should say, you know. I feel bad that Hashem, when he needed to bring damage into the world, he knew he could count on me to be the kind of guy who would deliver that. Right? Remember we spoke about that? Okay. The Im yishlam al yideihem, if his request is not fulfilled by any of them, the people that he asked, al yashimeim ba'al yislebohem kitzur, he shouldn't blame them or attribute negligence to them. He should thank Hashem for having chosen what is good. Apparently, that was good that he shouldn't get that favor. And he should thank them in accordance with what he knows of their efforts to fulfill his request. They tried. Okay, I'm sure you tried your best. Don't get broken up. You know, oh, you know, someone someone was supposed to help me, and he didn't help me. He didn't come through for me, and that's why I don't have the thing that I was supposed to have. Apparently, you weren't supposed to have it, or at least you weren't supposed to have it now. Maybe later, but apparently not now, and certainly not through the person that you thought was supposed to do it now. So don't be mad at them. They tried. They did their best. Hashem didn't want it to be for now, so, you know, don't, don't blame that person. You could thank them for, for trying. Even though it was not carried out, as he and they had wished, you can thank a person for their intention. Okay? Because at the end of the day, all they really have is their intention. <laughs> whether or not it succeeds, the favor actually happens, that's up to Hashem. The only thing that they really have free will about is whether they want to do the favor. So a person didn't want to do you the favor, okay, so don't thank them. A person did want to and it didn't work out, so thank them. But only thank them for the good intention that they wanted to do it. You understand what I'm saying? It's their intention that you're thanking them for. Not the fact that it happened, because the fact that it happened wasn't in their control or anyone's control. It was in Hashem's control. You know about the little boy? He's a little gemar cup, a little smart little kid in Cheder. He went up to the, to the teacher and says, Rabbi, Rabbi, Shlomi wanted to hit me. He says, Well, that's a terrible, terrible thing to cast aspersions on Schlemi's character. How do you even know that he wanted to hit you? A little Gemara Cup kid says, If Schlemi didn't want to hit me, then why did he hit me? Right? How did Schlemi hit me? Schlemi wanted to hit me. Schlemi <laughs> hit me. Okay? What's, what, what's, what's the point? Is that if Schlemi hit you, the only thing he really is blameworthy for is that he wanted to hit you. And if he does a favor for you, the only thing you can really thank him for is that he wanted to do you the favor. The fact that the favor actually came through, or the patch. That was that was up to Hashem. He should also conduct himself this way in his relations with his intimates and friends, business associates, employees, and partners. Same type of attitude. So we're talking about until now. We we're talking about it until now, when you ask them a favor, what about when they ask you the favor? What about somebody who's higher than you or lower than you in class asks you for the favor? You should try to do it with all your heart and you should try to bring it to fruition and focus your mind on carrying it out, provided that he is able. And that the one who asked him is worthy of the effort. Teva Levonin says, an upright and reputable person. And then afterwards, Trust Hashem that it will get carried out. Mir darfen ton, nisht ufton. We have to do, not get it done. Hashem gets it done. We do. You have to do. We have to do. But Hashem gets it done. And if Hashem brings it about that through you, through your, you are the Shliach to be the instrument for benefiting somebody, yeda alze. You should thank Hashem for that. Oh, that's so nice. But if it was held back from you and you didn't get to be the good guy, you tried, but in the end you couldn't deliver. Al- Yashim do not blame yourself. Don't beat yourself up." Yes, everybody says, "Oh, that's so modern, that idea of being gentle with yourself, and don't be so hard on yourself." Kabena Bahaaya says, "Al Yashim do not blame yourself. And in fact, the marpala nefesh tells us very clearly, you know why? He says, because if you blame yourself, it's a little bit heretical. Because it's not your fault. If you Taka did, if you sincerely did everything you're supposed to do, the fact that it didn't happen, it's because you weren't zaycheh. Megalvins chosayi zakai. Okay, so maybe you need to do tshuva, that you become more, uh, you have more zichuch. Zakay that you become more pure, more of a conduit for good things to happen, but the fact that it didn't happen, you can't blame yourself that it didn't happen if you if you really tried, okay? And uh, the paslachim, paslachim says a psychological reason that if you blame yourself when you couldn't deliver a favor for somebody, it'll make you feel bad, and then what'll happen? <laughs> then you'll then you won't do favors for anybody anymore. Because then you're going to have this negative feeling. Either because, oh, I'm a loser, I couldn't deliver. So then you start feeling like a loser, and then when people ask you for favors, you don't feel like you can help them. Or because you have this negative association with it. Well, last time I did somebody a favor, it didn't work out. Well, that was a yucky experience. So don't do that. Don't blame yourself. If you really tried, that's it. Okay, fine. So Hashem didn't make it happen. The idea as chavei Shalai kitzer, You should let your friend know you tried your best. That's important, because he shouldn't feel that you didn't care. That would be wrong. If you can make the person feel a little bit better, even though he asked for a favor, you couldn't deliver the favor, but at least let him know you tried so that he doesn't feel bad. After you really tried your best. Okay, fine. So tomorrow night we'll continue. We will have class, right? Good? Okay. So tomorrow night we're going to continue talking about how to deal with people, uh, especially tomorrow night about difficult people and people with whom you are, uh, uh, with, I'll say, with whom your relationship is currently strained. Okay? All right.